Ever since election day, I've been asking, what's the true meaning of Trump? I think we have our answer, but the game isn't over. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And it's true. Ever since Election Day, I have been asking the question, what is the true meaning of Trump? Throughout the campaign, I thought all the signs that the media was validating his story, that he was an outsider, giving him tons of free press. I think the latest count was almost $6 billion in free media, along with other things that I felt they were supporting him, even though they said they weren't. I figured he was being set up to give Hillary a victory. So when he actually won the election... I was kind of sent reeling. I mean, I just could not conceive of uh, the establishment or the shadow government putting up some such a controversial, polarizing figure as Trump to be their guy. And maybe that's why it it maybe it's so sinister they did that because that's what would really be believable. I don't know. So after the election, I thought, Maybe it is some elaborate plot. Maybe it's uh, uh, maybe it's for real. Maybe the establishment simply had to give a little, had to uh, give pull back a little bit because the people were getting agitated. I didn't really buy that, but I was willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. I was willing to give them a chance to see that. My uh, the reason I didn't feel that that was true is that this populism theme that kept coming up in the mainstream media seemed fabricated, whereas the Tea Party revolution from 2010 was very grassroots, in my opinion. I was there. I saw it. It was principled based. It was a true, true um, threat to the establishment. So I felt like it didn't seem right but uh, it could be, you know, I just I just could not figure out the true meaning of Trump. And my litmus test was going to be if he was a neocon plot to crush the Tea Party and get their guy in or a guy who would do their bidding in. What would be the proof? What would be the proof in the pudding? And for me, it was always going to be Syria. If this guy escalated the war in Syria, I would know that he was just. Follow. He was there to continue what's most important to the shadow government, which is foreign policy. They don't talk about it as much, but that's what they really care about. This kind of concept of empire. If he was going to continue the foreign policy, which really has been pretty consistent from Bush one through Clinton, Bush two, Obama. Uh you know, it's hard for people to think that that's what's going on, but that is what's going on. If you dig more deeply into foreign policy, you can see that restructuring, reshaping the Middle East has been on the agenda for 30 years and just in the way it's unfolding. And that information has come from various sources: American, UK, Israeli. You can there's plenty of documents that support this plan that's been implemented really by all these different presidents. So I was waiting to see if if Trump pulled out of Syria, then this was really a change. If he escalated in Syria, same old, same old. So here, he when he escalated in Syria, for me, I'm not even trying to 
convince anybody. I'm just I'm just telling you how I was thinking about it. To me, that was the that was the proof in the pudding. But what I'm seeing now, and this is kind of uh, the insight I want to bring, is that. So for me, I see it. Okay, it was a neocon thing. They set us up. Haha, they you know, got us again. But but the mainstream media, the pundits, the analysts, they're they're trotting out two very uh, tried and tired excuses for a new president. A president who people had hope for, when he pivots to the same old, same old, they bring out two different excuses and they're doing it for Trump. One is reality set in. He got to the Oval Office, they gave him the dossiers, they gave him the briefings, and he realized, man, it's a dangerous world, we better start bombing people. Or, um, like with Obamacare, if you don't get super political, you'll never get anything done. Uh, I guess the swamp is a necessary evil. You know, this thing that the same old, same old is there because it serves a purpose. And you're not going to get around it. Don't even blame him. And the other theory is factionalism. So he, so in this, what they're saying about Trump is that Kushner and his gang is, has Trump's ear and Bannon and those guys are getting pushed to the side. But even that, I think, is like phase two of the PSYOP because Bannon is an old-time deep state actor. He was had a very high-ranking job at a young age in naval intelligence as being the assistant to the highest-ranking admiral, two in a row admirals in the Pentagon under Reagan. So he, he is a war guy. So the idea that he's against this and that's why he's being pushed aside, I don't believe that. What I think is actually happening there is that he's being used to corral the people who are disappointed in Trump. So if if that group who, who says, oh, wow, Trump isn't what I thought he was, instead of going back to the Tea Party, the, the principled people or like the Ron Paul Revolution, the ones who had principles who were really a threat to the establishment because they were small government people, individual liberty people, uh, defense policy based on the principles of a just war. I mean, that's a real threat to the establishment. So if Bannon can keep, uh, create what's called a dialectic, a false dialectic, this control and opposition to Trump, he can keep the power they created uh, kind of under control because I have felt all along that this could be a way the establishment's answer, this populism is the establishment's answer to the Tea Party because populism still calls upon the government to solve the problems, that's okay with the ruling elite. It's the Freedom Caucus, it's the Tea Party, it's the Libertarians who are the problem. So I know that's a lot. We've got three hours, so I'm going to unpack it all uh, in that time. I'm absolutely open to discussion, 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK, and you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. My trusty producer, Binkley, is here with me today. How are you, Binkley? Fantastic. I took a detour down Cheshire Bridge to get here today. <laughs> well, at least you got here, so that's good. Yeah. So what do you think about what I'm saying? Do you think, uh, Do you? Th- I mean, the one thing is, do you think that there's proof positive Trump was an insider all along? I mean, that's the first question. I think there's multiple factions of insiders, and I think he's probably been connected to insiders uh, his entire life. Like trying to become leader of the mob, you know? you gotta get got to be part of the mob if you want to get elected leader. Right. So do you feel like uh, he his campaign, his candidacy, 
was real or do you feel like it was a little bit of a scam? I think it was a lot of rhetoric and a a lot of scam with maybe a little bit of truth, but I I don't know which where the truth is going to come out yet. All right, so you're not 100% positive, but we I, we have plenty of time, not just the three hours today on the show, <laughs> but at least four years to see what defines the Trump presidency. What do our uh, tweets say? Greg Sweet tweets, Monica, has faith in your worldview been restored? Trump is not an outsider. He's not a foe of Killary, and he is the establishment. Uh, he's not an outsider. He's not the foe of Hillary? He is not a foe of Hillary. He's the establishment choice. Yeah. that See, that was the thing. I mean, there, I even got to the point where I started wondering if Hillary was in on losing. You know, I mean, I think there's like a 1% chance of that. Just I just don't think she's that good, enough, good an actress. Yeah. Uh, I think he would be a foe of Hillary no matter what. But does it restore my faith and my own worldview? My... My worldview was that there are not two sides that and even Trump, his history, he was bailed out by uh, Rothschild. Wilbur Ross, his Commerce Secretary, founded Rothschild Inc. in New York and bailed him out at least once. George Soros apparently bailed him out in Chicago. I'm talking about Trump. So that kind of thing does reinforce my original my original worldview which is there aren't factions there's basically this western power elite that's trying to concentrate all the power in the whole world under a global government and anybody who makes it to be the nominee of one of the major parties has to be uh in the pockets of those guys so i was wondering i really was wondering when trump beat hillary if that was possible there were two factions warring and i think greg's question goes to uh what were they you know do i do i think that and i and i think he's right i have returned to i don't really think there were two factions i think maybe hillary was duped you know maybe she is a faction uh, on her own, I believe you know there's a possibility of that, but even that, I'm not I'm not really convinced of anymore. So I think I just accidentally <laughs> fell way down the rabbit hole. <laughs> so let's see what people think about that. Again, the numbers are 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, your call's next, and I will unpack some of those big, heady ideas I just gave you. I know I'm going to have to defend myself. I love the tweets. Uh, keep tweeting at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 78 and sunny outside the studio, a 10 on the Mellish meter. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we're talking about what's going on with Trump. Do you think that he was setting us up? Do you think he got set up? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to James. Hi, James. You're on with Monica. How are you doing, Monica? Good. How are you doing? Uh, we, all, we all know the power that surrounds the power is the real power. That's in every administration. So all you have to do is look at who's Trump was surrounding himself. When you surround yourself with Cohn and Kushner, these are liberal Democrats. They're registered are, Democrats. Yeah. So <laughs> what do you expect was going to happen? Uh, these, are neo, these are Democrats, uh, globalists. Ivanka Trump, he's listening to her. I think he's listening to, Trump, to his daughter. She's listening to uh, Kushner. And he's listening to Cohn. They, they're talking about Cohn being, uh, uh, being the chief of staff now. Right. You know, I, I think 
the way I look at that, just to drill down to it a little bit, Gary Cohn seems like a guy who's a big Goldman guy. He seems like a guy who might be actually calling the shots. I've always had the feeling that Jared Kushner is really a front man for his father, Charles Kushner. Do you know anything about his father? Well, I know his, I know his father. Uh, didn't Christie prosecute his father? Yes. Uh, for the craziest story ever, he was a big donor for Hillary and a big Democratic donor, and he was using money from his family company. And his sister was suing him for it, so he set her husband up with a prostitute, took pictures, and tried to blackmail her. So he got uh, went to jail for witness tampering because I guess he was being prosecuted for campaign fraud. And uh, and he's a big time real estate guy, but of course he's untouchable to be directly connected to the administration. So I think Jared is a front man for him. Uh, I think. Those guys are a little bit frontmen. Gary Cohn, I could see as being the real shadow power. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think that I'm very disappointed. I voted oh. for Trump because I thought he would be different, but when he started surrounding himself with the people, I knew it would be business as usual. I knew the establishment was going to do I, I knew they were going to go into Syria. There, it's going to be yeah. another four years of endless wars. Right. There, 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 and, and, it's, and nothing's going to, it's like you can't drain the swamp. Nothing will ever change. In the history of this country, it'll always be status quo. That's what it feels like. And uh, I, and you can't really let him off the hook because he's the guy who put all these people in place. Energy, finance, and defense contractors are the military-industrial complex, and they're in his administration. This is going to be a very lively conversation. There is a chance still, I think, that Trump is being set up on something. I think he might be set up as a scapegoat. I'll tell you about it at the bottom of the hour. More calls after this. Monica Perez here. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6. Giving you a different perspective, that's for sure. And the way what this week kind of what's come together in my mind is I've been trying to answer the question ever since the election, which really surprised me that Trump won because I thought he was in it to in the tank for Hillary, that he was in it to get her a victory. So that threw me for a loop. And I have been asking ever since, what is the true meaning of Trump? Is this just another psychological operation, just another head fake? Or is he totally genuine? Or is he a concession by the deep states or the establishment to an unruly populace? You know, are we just getting too out of control? They had to take a step back. And my conclusion is that because I was waiting to see if he pulled out of Syria, I would feel like something has changed. Either he's the real deal or they're giving us concessions. But if he bombed Syria, I felt like it was just a continuation and an acceleration of a foreign policy that that was uh, against our interests, but the establishment wants it. So when he did that to me, the jury was in. However, I think that how it's going to be played out, so even if you don't agree with that, what you might observe going forward is how is this going to play out? And I think one of the possibilities is that Trump, and I, I think you can see him being painted as impulsive, emotional, 
inexperienced in this particular arena. So he popped off on Syria. And if that turns out to be, and then he, he's popped off, he com- delegated, some could say abdicated responsibility to the generals. And then you had that big, big bomb in Afghanistan last week. They say it's the biggest non-nuclear bomb we have. And a, and a field commander made the decision to drop it, despite the fact that something like that would have political implications. So you would assume it had to be run up the flagpole, and I, I do assume it was. But that's not the story we're being told. So what I'm saying is the story that we're being told, I think, is is painting Trump into a corner a little bit so that if the GOP wants to abandon him and return to what I think is their natural position as the number two party in Washington, and also uh, what Trump's presidency has done has allowed the Democrat Party to pretend like it's still the anti-war party, which, of course, it isn't and hasn't been, if ever, certainly not recently. So, uh, So they can say, oh, well... Trump was a nod to the grassroots. It didn't work out. He couldn't handle it. Uh, He's a one-term guy. The GOP will be number two, get a Democrat back in. Uh, And the GOP doesn't have to take responsibility for what is at at its heart of truly Republican policy. It's truly a Democrat policy, too. Obama begged to drop exactly these missiles on Syria and... uh, and was shut down, but it's not that he didn't try. So I, I feel like this is Trump get being, he will be, I think there's a possibility that he's going to get painted into a corner like this and take the fall, knowingly or unknowingly. Again, that's something I can only speculate about. Uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I have uh, my producer, Binkley, is here with... Um, do we have any tweets that are on point with that, Binkley? How are you doing, Binkley? I'm good. Yeah, we do have some tweets <laughs> that are on point with that. All right, what do you got? HF says that he doesn't see Trump's actions as a pivot. He sees it as an adjustment to the plan. Binkley, let me ask you. What Do you think he means the plan as in uh, tr- tr- what plan? <laughs> what do you think he means? Help me interpret that tweet. I guess he's saying that Trump is adjusting to the circumstances surrounding him, which would be the pressures he's getting, and he's trying to do what he can with the cards he's being dealt. All right, so that actually, there are a few possibilities that, or I should say, I think because of, and I and we can unfold these things or talk about these things throughout the show, I'm happy to. I talked about them during the campaign. The things that made me think that Trump's campaign was a bit of uh, an inside job from the start, despite what it looked like. So when I see him doing this, I feel like, okay, this is, he's just following the plan that was in place all along. As somebody, you know, uh, sketched this out on a storyboard a long time ago. But But he's definitely going to be the mainstream media and the government complex, whatever continuum, is isn't going to say, aha, we got you. Ha, this is all fake. They're never going to do that. They're going to they try to keep this two party psyop, as they call it, the two party psychological operation, this idea, this Coke Pepsi choice. They try to keep that alive. And what how they do that is by making excuses for a president who immediately pivots away <clears throat> from the campaign promises which Trump came out swinging like he was going to fulfill them all, but he did it in such a bombastic way that I actually wrote a post that said, I tried, 
and speculated that he was, you know, maybe losing on purpose, deliberately failing, so he didn't have to live up to those promises. But but they will cover they will cover for him by saying either he reality set in. They people saw what. Uh, he was shown what's really going on behind the scenes and he realized that a bureaucracy is there for a reason and you got to work with it or uh, he was being pressured by different sides. He's They put him in the Oval Office and they showed him the Zapruder film of JFK getting his head blown off and says, you know, uh, that was that was one of ours, you know? And, and then you get this guy that obviously... You know, that would work. That would work. But that would be assuming that this was a genuine victory that was later subverted. And I'm not sure about that. And then there's also this thing that's that's the dominant theme this week is that there are factions, Kushner versus Bannon. And uh, and that Bannon's the real Bannon's the president really elected and uh, Bannon 2020, you know. So I feel like that's just a continuation of the same story but that's me down the rabbit hole and as greg's tweet earlier in the show yes i'm back there i'm back down my rabbit hole so anyway is that what you think pinkley you think that's uh do i think you're back down your rabbit hole i'm I'm (laughs) am i too far down the rabbit hole no i think that that's that's definitely um a possibility i don't disagree with a lot of what you said there i yeah it's a possibility and we will see we'll see it I, I i'm pretty confident that those themes will continue to be bandied about and i and i think that bannon will emerge with a whole coterie on his side of uh of people who are were huge trump supporters and are now critical of trump i think they're forming a new faction they are not saying uh you know, the Freedom Caucus was right all along, or where's Ron Paul when you need him, or let's get that tea party back. I'm not hearing any of that, although I think that is the real answer. But that's the tell, in my opinion, that it's uh, we're still we're still playing the establishment's game because the only real threat to the establishment are the small government guys. So let's go to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, Maurice in Stone Mountain. Hi, Maurice, you're on with Monica. Hey there. Can you hear me okay? I can. How are you doing? Good. Uh, well, I agree with you're really great. <laughs> huh. I agree with everything Thanks. you say almost every time I hear you. And this is right on what you're saying today. Um, I had some odd things to throw out, mostly because I think you cover the, the bases really big. But I'll I'll throw out a couple foundational things like the securing the realm and the Odegon plan or whatever it is. And- oh, dead, you know, and there. So what Maurice is talking about is there have been documents over the years. Uh, I think securing the realm, is that clean break or is that? Oh, yeah, dead, clean break. There were a couple of plans that came out of Israel. There were a couple of plans that came out of uh, England. And there's a couple of plans that came out of the U.S. over the past 30 years about how to re- structure redraw the map of the middle east i think condoleezza rice's map was actually copyrighted and shows iraq in three pieces the oded yinan plan talks about syria in five pieces 
The Bernard Lewis plan out of the UK talks about Afghanistan in two pieces, and where that big bomb went down is is on the map. It's called Pashtanistan. It's like a different country. So what you're talking about is this is a very long-term plan, and every one of these presidents, since those plans emerged in the early 80s, have been following this script, a script that's published time and again on the, uh, you see it on the internet, I have them printed out, they're books, you know, it's, it's it, to think this is episodic, Ivanka started crying at the sight of dead babies and what bombs went off, I, it's not believable. You're so right. The, uh, you know, I'm at the point where uh, it's hard for me to even believe that the gas attack happened or, by the way, that they even shot Tomahawk missiles. Whoa! I mean, so, Maurice, you're in a rabbit hole inside the rabbit hole. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and, you know, our, well... Because they're still using you. that airfield? Like, I, both of these things, it's amazing how little damage we're seeing coming out of right. both of these strikes. It's almost right. as if the PR is the entire, the propaganda or the public relations, whatever, the news reports are the entirety of the purpose of these strikes. I observe that. Yes, I noticed that. That's totally true. Uh, let me throw you out this very odd thing. You were talking about storyboarding Trump's coming into, you know, All of it. The Syri- I think actually the whole thing was just a storyboard to get Syria done. And it included Trump, it included Obama's sanctions, it included this Russia hacking thing, it included discrediting Susan Rice. I, I, that's what I think, but, but uh, go on. <laughs> I, I think so, too, but this is a very odd, but seems to be true thing. Uh, there was a Simpsons sh- uh, s- s- show years before the presidency, and, you know, you can see this on YouTube, comparing Trump... Uh, going down the escalator, announcing his candidacy in Trump Towers, and they made a, a sh- an animation identical to him, doing the exact same motions years before it actually happened. I, I saw that on YouTube, and when the Simpsons Marathon came around, I actually recorded that episode yeah. And and I didn't I didn't see that scene in the episode, which was weird to me. I have to go back and rewatch it. But what it did show in the episode was that Lisa Simpson took over after President Trump and that Trump had bankrupted the country. And that's what I was like, uh, to the extent that the Simpson is widely you know, regarded in the dark webs as being predictive programming of telling us what's going to happen in advance and that we have a 20 trillion dollar debt that nobody seems to be worried about and trump has alluded to maybe restructuring which is a bankruptcy and he's had four bankruptcies then i started to really freak out watching that episode but i've got to take a break and after the break i want to talk to gary who thinks i'm out in left field so i really want to hear i'm absolutely happy to be corrected. I hope I'm out in left field. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. 80 the high today, 60 the low overnight. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And uh, we're talking about Trump. What's the true meaning of Trump? I think... Uh, I think there was a bit of a bait and switch there, but I'm going to go to Gary in Roswell, who thinks Mountain Left Field. Gary, what you got? Hey, 
I, I listen to you a lot, and sometimes I agree with you, sometimes I don't. And I Fair think enough. People, I think people are reading too many things into what Trump actually is. He is a middle-of-the-road man. He's a guy who will move left or move right as he has to to make the deal work. And he has kept the uh, mainstream media running in circles because that is something that he thinks is useful to him. What do you make of the serious strike? Uh, I think it was as plain as the uh, sleeves on his shirt. He was very emotional about the fact that he said he felt like it had to be done. And I think he was working from emotion. And but he I think played he a, right into the hands of the military-industrial oh, complex. That's fine. That's fine. Is it fine, well, or is it just a coincidence? No, it, it, is it okay fine. with you? I don't have a problem with that. Why? I, I, I spent 12 years in the military myself, and I have seen things that you would not believe. But did but, you vote for Trump? Yes, I voted for Trump. Did you want him to drain the swamp? Yeah, I want him to try to make this place go back to where it was. But... Isn't the swamp the the mil- doesn't isn't the swamp no, no, a no, function no, no. of the military industrial complex? Not necessarily. The military industrial complex is there to support the government. The government is a function of what party is in place and which direction they want to go. I disagree. I think there is a shadow government, especially in foreign policy, that makes the foreign policy consistent regardless of who's in office, but I'm happy to continue to tease that out. Charles and Michael are next. Charles wants to know why bother voting, and Michael wants to know if I think the Democrats would do the same thing. That folds right into our conversation, but I want to hear from you, 404-872-0750, 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show.